0: Gather those you cherish most for a holiday tradition unlike any other. Don't miss the chance to celebrate the season with candlelight Christmas evenings at Biltmore. Experience America's largest home, illuminated in the soft glow of candles, crackling fireplaces, and warm holiday cheer. This is Christmas as it was meant to be. This is Christmas at Biltmore. Save with online ticket discounts at Biltmore.com.
1: When the blue of the night meets the gold of the day, someone waits for me.
2: Welcoming you to Philco Radio Time, produced and transcribed in Hollywood with John Scott Trotter, his chorus and orchestra, the Charioteers, Skitch Henderson, and starring Bing Crosby. As is Bing's custom at Christmas time, he opens the program with a dusty fidelis, and as usual, he will sing it first in Latin. then with the studio audience, joining him, singing it in English.
1: Yes, Ken, I I think it would be very fitting if our guests
2: here would join in a chorus. Come, all ye faithful. I think it would be nice if the home folks, the folks listening in all over the world, would join in, too. Oh, it would indeed. Gather round,
1: folks, wherever you may be, and help us sing this eternal hymn. Adeste fidelis Lady Triumphantes, they need They need in Bethlehem, not um be Thank you very much. Sketch Henderson has jetted in for the holidays, and he now joins me in Mel Torme and Bob Wells' musical Christmas card, the Christmas song. Art, ready, Lyle. Nuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose New side carols being sung by a choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos Everybody knows A turkey and some mistletoe Help to make this season bright Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow Will find it hard to sleep tonight Imagine a Christmas program without Jingle Bells would be like Christmas without mistletoe or something. We're prepared. We're not going to disappoint you because John Scott Trotter has assembled a bouncy version of this perennial favorite. Looking at my libretto here, I see there are parts for the charioteers, the vocal groups, kitsch, and oh, yes. Crosby catches a cadenza or two. Matter of fact, I open the affair vocally. Roll them, John. <laughs> Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh Dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh O'er the fields we go, laughing all the way Bells on bobtails ring, making spirits bright What fun it is to ride and sing a sleighing song tonight Jingle bells, jingle bells Jingle all the way Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh Jingle bells Jingle, jingle. Jingle, jingle jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a
3: one-horse open sleigh. Jingle, jingle. Jingle, jingle jingle all the
1: way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Jingle bell, jingle, jingle,
3: jingle bell.
1: Sir, and that little number just fractured. The vocal group in the charioteurs threw in 8,482 j jingles and never dropped a j-j-j-jingle. <laughs> that
2: kind of vocal work will give you a lower plate wobble, I guess. And now, here's the vocal man with a sprig or two of vocal holly, hmm? And a hunk of mistletoe to you, Bing, from your ever-loving sponsor.
1: Say, the goose really hangs high here tonight. Mm-hmm. What's your Christmas Eve message for 1947, Ken?
2: Just the season's greetings to our friends everywhere on behalf of Philco, its distributors and dealers. Wonderful. Let's parlay that with a Happy New Year for 1948. Yes, from all of us on Philco Radio Time, sincere good wishes for the Yuletide in the coming year.
1: My, my, we're certainly full of greetings tonight, aren't we? Nothing to sell? Not a thing. Isn't this sensational? Oh, the Halcyon days are here on radio, aren't they? (laughs) Jolly Noel from us all. I guess White Christmas could stand one last delivery before the season ends. like the ones I used to know, where the treetops glisten, and children listen to hear
3: letter bells
2: Present Charles Taswell's Christmas play, The Small One, a story for those who like Christmas and small donkeys. The same winter sun that dances on the winter snows up north sprawls indolently at ease in the thick white dust of El Camino del Norte, old Mexico. A passerby, weary from the heat, has paused to rest in the cool, dripping shade of a pepper tree, and has dropped off to sleep. He's suddenly awakened by the shrill voice of Pablo, aged ten, who stands with bare, brown legs wide apart in the center of the road, and bitterly addresses a small, discouraged, disreputable donkey.
4: A donkey! A donkey you call yourself a stupido! Fine animal with four stout legs, one on each corner, a most splendid tail to shoe off the flies, and a most handsome head stuck on the front to point the way you're going. I see. And what use do you make of this excellent equipment the good God has given you? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Or a disgrace to all the donkeys of Mexico, of all the world, of all... Pablo. See? Oh, buenos dias. I did not know that...
1: It's all the commotion here, young man? What, what has the poor beast done that you should be so angry?
4: But nothing. Well,
1: then why are you... Then
4: that is all he wants to do, Ever. Here it is, but two days until Christmas, when a load of wood could be sold in the village to buy gifts and a candle. But does that matter to this one? No, he cares for nothing, but nothing.
1: (laughs) Well, a donkey's a donkey, Pablo. They're all the same. But why? Why of all beasts should a donkey be so, so stubborn? Stubborn? Oh, no, Pablo, that's wrong. But he's always... I know, I know. Everyone says they are. They curse them and they belabor their backs with sticks and they call them stupid, but... That's because they don't know the truth about little donkeys. The truth? Yes. It's really not stubbornness, but pride that makes small donkeys so, well, so aloof. No wind, sun, rain, pain, or adversity can touch them. You see, their pride is a shield against all the discomforts man or the elements can offer. But what has a donkey to be proud of? Oh, great deal, Pablo. Bring your small beast over here in the shade. And I'll explain.
4: Come along, Cupido.
1: Listen. Listen, Pablo, do you hear that? Only a small donkey can make that sound with his hoofs as he walks on the stones of the road. No other beast can do it. Sit down. Sit down, my son.
0: See, si, senor.
1: Now, as I was saying, people are all wrong about small donkeys. A very long time ago... A great honor came to one of them, an honor so great that it lifted him and all his descendants to an exalted place. A place that you or I or, or all the world might envy. Ever since that time, every small donkey has been content to stand and drowse in the sun or the shade. For he alone of all animals, of all men, has already fulfilled his destiny.
0: His destiny, senor?
1: Yes, Savior? yes. You see, once upon a time there was a small donkey. He was 14 unhappy years old, and he had worked hard and long for at least twice 14 masters. He was battered and scarred, and he presented a most distressful appearance. His tail was not but a piece of limp rope unraveled down at the end. One of his ears stood straight up like a cactus plant, while the other hung drooping, like a wilted cabbage leaf. His off hind leg had a decided stiffness.
3: What
4: was
0: his
1: name? They called him the Small One. His latest master was a woodcutter who also owned four younger and therefore stronger donkeys. But Small One was the special charge of the woodcutter's son. It was the boy who saw to it that Small One always had dry straw for his bed. And that the load of wood to be carried to the town was not too heavy for Small One's aging back. But
5: one day the woodcutter called his son to it and said, Son?
4: Yes, father?
5: I have a task for you to do in the town, son.
4: A load of wood?
5: No. I wish you to take this donkey, the one you call the small one, to a shop just inside the town gates. I have already spoken to the owner. He will give you a piece of silver in exchange for the beast. You mean... Oh, you don't mean you're going to sell small one. He can no longer do his share of the work. Even when carrying half the load the other donkeys carry, his worn-out legs tremble and his sides work like a bellows.
4: But he'll be strong as the others soon. Will you wait and see? Give him a few weeks Enough.
5: An old donkey is of little use. One day he might drop dead on us up in the hills, a total loss. Better to take a piece of silver and say good riddance to the beast. You will start at once, you hear? Yes. Yes, Father. The shop you will take him to is the second one on the left as you pass through the gates in town.
4: The second? But that's the tanners. And
5: what of that? The small one's hide is old... But it will make good leather
4: But he's been faithful He's worked hard He's
5: done his best And you can't sell him to the tanners to be killed Come now I'll have no tears No crying over a miserable donkey Perry, be off with you And take good care not to lose that piece of silver on the way home
1: And so, Pablo The small boy and the small donkey Began their sorrowful journey into town The boy was heartbroken He cried for a while Then he tried desperately to think of some way to save his friend. The sound of the small one's hoofs on the road seemed to say over and over again, going to the tanners, going to the tanners. Suddenly it came to the boy's mind that there was a horse market in the town. If he could sell small one to some new and kind master, the little donkey would still live, and yet the father would also have his piece of silver. Well, it was early afternoon when the boy and the small one passed through the town gates and down the narrow, twisted streets to the marketplace. And what well, a this is high animal, my friends!
2: The mare's style was so famous that not the prince has ever set his back. Strong of limbs, strong of wind.
0: We'll start the bid at fifty. Fifty. Fifty it is. We'll make it fifty-one. Come, come, my friends. Are you going to let such an animal go for so paltry a sum?
4: Oh, uh, Please, sir, would you like to buy a fine donkey?
0: What? What do you say, boy?
4: This small donkey, he's for sale. And strong and willing, the price is very cheap, but
0: what piece no, of... No, I don't want to buy a donkey. Be off with you. Sixty. Sixty is to me. That's more like it. You 62! Will someone say 62? Come, come, my friend. You'll never again get such a fine horse for so little cash. Look at the proud head. See the flowing mane. Excuse
4: me, please. This small donkey's for sale. Would you what like What is to... it
0: you want,
4: boy? This fine animal, he can be bought for only one piece of silver. Isn't that a great saving? They're bidding 60 for the horse, and I know he can't do half the work a small one. Look, he's
0: very... Go deadly. away. Don't bother me. But he's... Go away! I'll take a stick to book your back. And now, my friend, I 83! 83, is the Ben! Do I have more? No! 83 once! 83 twice! Sold for 83 pieces of silver! you made a fine bargain, my friend. Now, who has the next animal for sale? Step up!
4: Please, sir, would you try to sell this small donkey? Go away, boy. Oh, but he's a very valuable animal. He's not nearly as old as he looks. He is just because he's worked so hard. And you're the one that doesn't stand up straight as a donkey should. Well, that was the fault of a careless master, not his own. He
0: eats very little, and he's terribly strong. This is a horse market, and... boy. We've no time to waste on donkeys.
4: But a small donkey would take such a small time.
0: <laughs> all right, all right, my boy. If you insist. My friend! My friend! A great bargain I have to offer you. The proud owner terms it a donkey. But it appears to me to be an animated pile of shaking bones. It's <laughs> not. You can see how the moths have been at the high. And the tail, is it a tail? Or is it the stub of a broom, worn out from sweeping the courtyard? <laughs> a true museum piece, my friends. Moldy with age. And loosen the joints. <laughs> He's
4: not. He is not.
0: Ah, but it is not seemly to laugh, my friend, because the owner assures me that this animal is fine enough to share a stall with the king's horses. <laughs> Stop! He shan't make fun of him. Maybe...
4: Maybe he's not as handsome as your animals, but he's better. He's a lot better. Small one deserves to be in a king's stable. All
0: right, all right, boy. Take your donkey and move along. We've got business to attend to. Hurry up, up with you. Now that we've had our fun and disposed of the king's donkey... My I want to call your attention to these two fine arrows... And so the boy and the
1: little beast left the marketplace, Pablo... The hours were slipping swiftly by. and The boy knew he must start soon for home. But he must have the piece of silver to give to his father. He tried stopping people on the street. He inquired from door to door, but no one wanted to buy a small, tired donkey. The sun was sinking fast, and he came at last back to the town gates. and He stood before the tanner's door. The boy's face was tear-streaked. And the small one's head drooped so low that his limp ear almost touched the ground. The boy said goodbye to his small friend, and he asked forgiveness for what he had to do. And there was understanding in the little donkey's eyes. And then, just as the boy was lifting the latch of the tanner's
5: door, a voice spoke to him. My son? Yes? Yes, sir? I have a great favor to ask. Are you the owner of that small donkey?
4: Oh, oh yes, sir.
5: I have a long journey to make. My wife is not well... I have great need of a strong, gentle animal to carry her safely.
4: Well, small one's very strong and very trustworthy.
5: Yes, I can see. Would you sell him to me?
4: Yes. Oh, yes, sir. But for one piece of silver.
5: One piece of silver? Is that
4: too much, sir?
5: Too much? Oh, no. A very reasonable price for such a beautiful animal.
4: He's not very beautiful, but... But he's good
5: Yes, yes, I can see that I'll be kind to him, I promise you that
4: But then he'll work so hard to please you
5: Here is your piece of silver Come, small one
4: Do you mind Do you mind if I come as far as the town gates You see, the small one and I Not at
5: all, not at all You'll want to say goodbye to him, of course You can do that while I see my wife Safely on his back Here we are Easy, small one
4: Goodbye, small one. You must be very faithful, and it isn't forever, you know. When I grow up and earn many pieces of silver, I'll buy you back. And you'll have a fine stable and and nothing to do at all but sleep and eat. Won't that be nice, small one?
5: All right, my son. We're ready to go. Wait, traveler. Yes, soldier? I must make out the record before you can pass through the town gates. Who are you? My name is Joseph. And your wife? They call her Mary. Your destination? Bethlehem. Pass. Come, small one. Goodbye, son. Goodbye. Goodbye, small one.
4: Be gentle and sure of foot. And carry her safe to Bethlehem.
1: So, Pablo, the small one traveled the many weary miles to Bethlehem. And there in a stable which became a king's stable, he saw a king born, a king of men, of centuries of life, of death. Yes, the small one's tired old eyes saw the shepherds and the wise men who came to pay homage to his small master. And he heard the voices of angels rejoicing, singing, singing the very same notes his hoofs that rung out on the stones of the road then it came to pass that all those who had laughed at his ragged coat, his limping gait and his drooping ear, they all envied the small one, for he was part of a great miracle. It was a long, long time ago, Pablo, my son, but today all small donkeys stand and they dream, especially at Christmas time, they dream of the small one, the small one of Bethlehem. Huh?
2: produced and transcribed in Hollywood.